0: Hey everyone, this is Polly Gamble Grant with Refresh and this is Wednesday Wonderment number 61. I'm kind of cracking up here because I'm sitting here doing this podcast recording and in my office, my dogs are here with me and they are snoring away. So if you hear a little uh, noise in the background, that's just them resting, being still, being with. Um, They often remind me Uh, to do that they they know how to rest really well I was talking with a directee the other day and and she'd been reading one of my favorite and most spiritually formational authors Parker Palmer and in his book let your life speak Parker talks about many of us being functional atheists Essentially, he says we are functional atheists whenever we say pious words about God's presence in our lives, but then we act as if nothing good is going to happen unless we make it happen. It is a belief that God is in charge, but it is a reality that in our everyday life, we believe we have to get her done. We have to make it happen. We have to take charge. I'd say that functional atheism is the way that I most often trespass against God. In other words, I try to do God's job for God when God is quite capable of doing God's job all on his own. And perhaps that is why the psalmist in Psalm 4610 invites us to cease striving and know God is God. As one friend jokingly said, the the Hebrew translation of this verse means stop trying to be God for God. You know, cease striving and know that I am God and you are not God. Stop trying to be God for God. Being still, taking a Sabbath, ceasing to strive to build the kingdom where we continue to burn out our people is a pretty important part of letting God be God. By Sabbathing one day a week, we discover that the world does not fall apart. The sun still rises and sets, that God really is in control, and even in turbulent times, even in our modern day age of uncertainty and power mongering and human atrocities, God remains God. When we move into living and ministering functionally as atheists, it is a Typically a well-intentioned good work, but underneath the work are often two kind of subtle underlying things. There can be this kind of subtle manipulation, a temptation to impose our wills and our way and our means and our methodologies upon others versus letting God's will be done and letting people be creative the way they're creative. And secondly, most of the time when I'm operating functionally as an atheist, I am frenzied and overwhelmed. This particular person I was sitting with shared that she thinks this is why she feels so exhausted all the time. And in a courageous vulnerability, she realized that this taking over is the root of her burnout. She feels like a cog in the wheel of her church to get things done and to do for others what they want done to help build the kingdom and grow the church when all she wants to do is linger more with Jesus. For whatever reason, this inability to let God be God drives her frenzied pace. All in the name of Jesus and all for the sake of God's kingdom. But is this frenzy a beautiful sacrifice or is it actually unbelief? These types of conversations always challenge me. I'm so honored to walk down the path with people as they're trying to determine what the heck is happening. And I believe, like the two on the road to Emmaus, that Jesus is walking with us and wanting to reveal who he really is to us in the midst. So at some point, this tender heart says, I don't want to live like a functional atheist. Ugh. I just let that hang in the air for a moment. And I gently repeated the phrase, I don't want to live like a functional atheist. Ugh. She breathed a deeper breath, then asked, how? How do I do this? I simply replied, that's a great question. What's your gut say? She segued seemingly away from the conversation at hand. You know what I loved last week? A call with my grandkids on Skype. They're always so excited and they kiss the screen and they do dances and they squeal with joy and it delighted me so deeply that they love talking with me. They love seeing me. They love being with me. And there was a long pause. She said, I know this sounds weird, but I don't feel like a functional atheist in such moments. I merely smiled at the wisdom (laughs) that was already within her. And I began to wonder if the antidote to functional atheism, to our saying pious things about God but living as if it all depended upon us, is actually an ongoing delight and wonderment at God's creation, in nature, in people, in creativity, and surely within these types of aha burning heart moments within our own souls. Perhaps frenzy is a sign that we are acting like functional atheists. If your life feels frenzied, in what ways are you saying you believe God is in control but acting as if you are? Might I gently suggest you even sit for a moment and ask God that question, in what ways, Lord, am I acting functionally like an atheist? What would it be like instead for you this week to cease striving and let God be God? To trust God with your heartaches and your worries and all the challenges that you're facing and that our world is facing today? I certainly have to do this myself. But the way I want to do this is to start each day asking God for the grace to help me delight in God's world in God's creativity and beauty all around me. It's always there if I'm still enough to look. In the midst, I want to listen in for the ways God is inviting me to trust versus grab the reins from God and get her done. I think the work that comes out of delight is going to be far more powerful and effective than the work that comes out of my frenzy if you're willing, won't you pray for that grace with me? Won't you pray for the grace to be able to delight in God's world? Let's just see what happens when we let God be God. Until next time, peace and good to you and all whom you love. And remember, be gentle with yourself.